Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Entertainment Rebooted. This is Hara, and today I'm going to be talking about Teen Wolf, the movie. <laughs> I am 100% in love with Teen Wolf. I've seen the entire show multiple times, and I was really excited for this movie, and now it's out, and safe to say, I am very, very happy with the movie. I loved it. It was everything I wanted it to be, except I didn't know what I wanted, so, you know, I was just pleasantly surprised. <laughs> um, so in the movie, we get a lot of the same cast from the show, but, you know, it's set 15 years after the last season, which came out, I believe, in 2017. And so the movie is set 15 years after that, and so naturally there's some new characters but i was really happy to see that a lot of the old characters and actors came back for this movie and made it 100 percent more fun and relatable and just the, made the entire experience better for me personally because i love the original cast and i love all the characters and i was very happy about that the movie, I would say, is actually a lot longer than I had anticipated it to be. And there were a couple of moments where I was like, okay, can we move past this? Like, why is this necessary here? But I, overall, I think it was paced very well, and I enjoyed it a lot. I was hooked into it, but I think that might have been the case just because of how personally I felt towards Teen Wolf beforehand. If you're going into Teen Wolf the movie not having seen the show, then it might be a little harder to stay hooked into it. Although plot-wise and storyline, like I think it's very intriguing. It's very good. It's just there's a lot of background info that you would kind of need to know in order to stay hooked and stay into it the way I was. There were a couple of storylines that I was just like, was this actually necessary? And that was mostly in regards to Malia or I don't I don't know what she calls herself now like something like Shauna <laughs> but yeah there's like a couple of things in the movie that was just like unnecessary to me personally because I felt like they're kind of just pushing it at this point and they didn't need to the music in the movie was fantastic of course I had high expectations going into it in regards to music because in the show the music was one of the best parts and they always had good music and honestly Teen Wolf introduced me to a lot of good artists and good songs and the movie did the same I love that they followed through with that because I think it's a huge part of the Teen Wolf franchise there were <laughs> the movie was pretty funny in Honestly, it was heartbreaking, heartwarming, and funny. As expected, it's Teen Wolf. I, I will say I was upset that Styles did not make a return in the movie. However, I do understand why. And they made it to where like, it made sense for him not to be back in Beacon Hills and, you know, saving the world as you... No, if you've seen the Teen Wolf show, Styles, this the show ends with Styles in the FBI, and he's like really happy with what he does, 
And so in the movie, we see his dad talking about how he doesn't want to call Styles or let him know what's going on because he has this great job in the FBI and he's doing amazing work there and doesn't want to bring him back here to deal with all the monsters and all of that. So it's understandable, but still a little sad to see because Scott and Styles are the best duo, the best brothers ever. And yeah, so like that's it for the radio version. Keep listening if you want to hear more about what I have to say about the movie in the podcast version, Entertainment Rebooted. Podcast is on all major platforms that support podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other platform. Make sure to tune in for that. Thank you. All right, let's get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> I want to start off by saying I love Hikari. I love the fact that they brought in Kitsune's and made it so much more, um, I don't know, like it made it enjoyable, I feel like, because in the show we had Kira and she was fantastic. I loved Kira so much and I was so upset when she um, went away. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it without completely like spoiling the show. If you haven't seen the show, make sure to go watch it. But yeah, I... I was very happy to see that, and it was really cool. Um, it, the movie starts off with Liam and Hikari in Japan, and Hikari is a new character, of course, but we already knew Liam, and it was just really cute to see. Like, it's It's been 15 years, and now he's living his life in Japan, which is crazy, and I loved it. And I wasn't sure um, what... Hikari's role was at first but then later on we see that she is a kitsune which is a nine-tailed fox um and it's amazing I love kitsune's I love that storyline and like the creature I guess <laughs> I think it's fantastic I think it adds more depth into the movie into the show and builds off on all of that because although it's called teen wolf we have seen multiple different were creatures and like different spirits and evil beings and all of that and it's fantastic i really love it and they incorporate it very well and it's great to see that um hikari was not the only kitsune although unfortunately the other kitsune in the movie um <sighs> rest in peace my guy it was sad what happened to him but you know it happens <laughs> it's it's teen wolf you know they're fighting evil chaos and people are gonna die which brings me like the entire plot of the movie i i heard people say that it was recycled from season 3b and like i understand where they're coming from but i think it was a great storyline and great plot because it genuinely makes sense for the no gets in it to have come back um especially for you know who bringing the new get no gets in a back um which i'll touch on that more in a little while <laughs> so yeah like the story is basically that the no gets in a is back and you know the no gets in a is this being of chaos it's it embodies chaos and all things evil it does not want peace or anything and it doesn't care how it gets chaos just that chaos will rise when it's there and so um i th i honestly really enjoyed it 
And the whole thing with Allison, of course, like, that's perfect. I love Allison. I was so, I was honestly heartbroken. I was bawling my eyes out in season 3B when Allison died. And it was one of the worst moments in my life, which sounds dramatic. And I know it is a bit dramatic, but that's how I felt at the time. <laughs> I loved Allison and... I loved Scott and Allison together because they were so perfect and, you know, just so cute. <laughs> um, and so Allison coming back was the perfect segue into No Gitsune coming back because, you know, the Nemeton and all of that. I honestly, you have to watch the show to understand the movie. <laughs> like in the movie, they do like touch on all like the things from the show and like they explain things. And so it makes sense, but I feel like you're not going to have that deep connection and deep understanding when watching the movie like you would if you have already seen the show as well. And that's how it was for me. It was a great experience. I feel like I saw a lot of negative things on the internet about the, sh about the movie, and I don't get it because it was fantastic. <laughs> I think um, it was really important how they brought everybody back and especially moments with Lydia and you know Jackson was there as well and it, that was Jackson was the comedic relief in the movie and I think he was a great comedic relief in the show as well but it was even better seeing him in this movie um I think he was mostly there just to support Lydia because <clears throat> in the show Lydia and Jackson have a past they used to date and then they drifted apart but stayed very close. They had a very close friendship and they knew each other best. And I think that continued on into the movie. And it's just so heartwarming to see like they've known each other for what, twenty years? Maybe even longer if they've been to like elementary and middle school together and all of that. So it's like it's so perfect to see these lifelong friendships and like how much they mean to each other. And um at first, when we're back in Beacon Hills, uh, Chris Argent comes back and he's like, my he's very convinced that his daughter is in a limbo kind of state. Like, she's dead, but she hasn't fully, like, her spirit hasn't fully moved on and gone into whatever is after death. And he's fully convinced by this. And so he convinces Scott into bringing her back essentially um or at least um performing a ritual that will either bring her back or you know stop her suffering and let her move on to whatever is after and so he fully convinces um scott to do of this and does it and so scott calls on all his friends you know lydia jackson well, actually, Lydia called Jackson, but Scott calls um, Lydia, and they all go to Beacon Hills to get started on this ritual. And this is when we meet Derek's son. And <laughs> he was amazing. He was actually, I think, he was the styles of the movie, and... It was perfect. I genuinely really liked his character, and um, 
yeah so his name is eli and i think it's just really great that derek has a son in the movie because in the show like derek went through so much and he continues to go through too much in the movie in my personal opinion derek deserves all the best and i'm really happy that he was able to have this family and although it doesn't show like his um spouse or anything like that it's just derek and eli his son um it still like implies that derek has found someone to love and someone who loved him and they were able to have eli or you know it might have not played out like that who knows <laughs> you don't necessarily need love to have babies but <laughs> anyways anyways um so i honestly really enjoyed eli's character and i thought he was fantastic um the parts where he's afraid to change and it's holding him back from shifting into his wolf form i think were very impactful and then we see derek talking about it and explaining that the reason why eli can't shift is because he's absolutely terrified because when Eli was younger, Derek, um, I think Derek was like trying to be trying to protect him because of an intruder or something or other. And so Derek shifted and he was, you know, roaring as wolves do. And he did it in front of Eli and Eli became petrified of seeing Derek in that like scary form, I guess. And so that's what's holding him back from being able to shift. And that brings me to when <laughs> Eli ends. Eli, of course, is playing lacrosse because, you know, in Beacon Hills, lacrosse is the sport to play. I feel like I'm just reiterating the things in the movie, which you guys don't need to hear. But I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it was, the movie was just so good and everything played out. And there's all these little moments that um, make it so special like the moment when scott roars in eli's um face when they're on the run because at this point allison is under the control of the no gets in it and so she's trying to just kill everybody all she's like back in her hunter days almost and so she's convinced werewolf equals bad so she's trying to hunt them down and kill them and get rid of them but you know it's, it doesn't work out in the no gets in his favor. Hallelujah. Yeah, so there's this part when Eli and Scott are on the run from Allison, and Eli had gotten nicked, and he had twisted his ankle during a, a lacrosse game. And he wasn't healing because, you know, he's too afraid to, and he doesn't want to. So Scott, being the alpha that he is, ends up roaring right into Eli's face, and that triggers the healing process in Eli because he is a beta. And that, um, you know, you when you're a beta, you listen to your alpha. And so that's pretty much what he had an immediate response to um, Scott's roar. And I think that was just like very beautifully played out and shows not only Scott's strength, but Eli's um, willingness to change i think i think that was very um touching because derek was trying very hard and you know derek was 
he's a single dad and that's tough on anybody and he didn't know what to do he didn't know how best to help eli in the situation so scott coming in being able to do that i think was very impactful and i think Derek appreciated it a lot um yeah the thing that i genuinely did not understand or like about the movie was the whole um jordan parish and malia situation except i don't think she goes by malia now i don't know i don't he called her a different name and then when scott called her malia she was like no do not do that um but they didn't really touch on that which i didn't appreciate i wish they would have um at least gone over it and talked about like why she doesn't like going by malia um and also why did they need to have them be together like it was weird it's out of nowhere and you know in the show that's one thing i had a problem with because everybody kind of dated everybody and i don't think that was necessary but you know whatever jeff davis can do as he pleases because obviously he's doing something right <laughs> but um yeah in the movie it was just completely out of nowhere because in the show malia and parish didn't really have any chemistry and so the first thing that we see of parish and malia is them together and so obviously 15 years have passed these things can happen but i wish we got a little bit more storyline in that instead of just being showed that they're together and then that's it like we just have to agree with that which i just don't get it but it was funny how malia and scott finally like see each other again and if you've seen the show you know malia and scott had a little thing um for a little while towards the end of the show and so when they see each other again they're like huh um this is awkward i don't like this <laughs> And so, and then Lydia's just watching, like, oh my god, can they grow up, please? <laughs> um, which makes sense, because they're in their 30s. <laughs> but, um, you know, Sheriff Stalinsky, Melissa McCall, Chris Argent, the parents of the show were back and perfect, as usual. I love them so much. And we also get Peter Hale back, and I... Peter is the perfect character, in my opinion. He is an anti-hero. He is not fully a villain, although in the first season of the show, we could classify him as a villain, but, you know, we later on, we get to know more of him and see more of him, and he becomes this anti-hero, and I appreciate it, and it continues in the movie, and he's great. He is perfect. He just wants the evil things to be dead, so he can live peacefully and i appreciate that like he's so real <laughs> um we also get deaton back and deaton is um you know in fantasy movies and fantasy stories there's always this one sorcerer that's like all-knowing you know like there's dumbledore there's gandalf there's willow from the movie and the show with the name willow check them out and check out me and natalie's podcasts as well where we review willow but yeah alan deaton is that 
kind of force in Teen Wolf. He's that all-knowing being. Even though, like, he doesn't know everything because he's actually just a human in the show and in the movie, of course. Um, he still, like, knows the most and is very... He's just great, I feel like. And he actually tries to help when whenever he can. We also get Coach Finstock back, and that was perfect. There's nothing I would have changed about Coach Finstock being back because he was one of the best characters in the show, and having him back in the movie was a highlight moment. It was great. I loved it, and... I wouldn't change anything about it. Now, the thing that threw me for a loop, you know, we've got the no Gitsune back, which genuinely made sense to me. We have Allison, we have Scott, we have Lydia, Jackson, all the parents, Derek, Derek's son, Hikari, Liam. We have all these characters back. But there is this one character and in the beginning of the movie, this character shows up to Liam and Higari's workplace. I don't know if they own this restaurant or not, but that's where they were working at. And he shows up there and he demands to get um, this like tub or I don't know. I don't know what they called it. I completely forgot. But it has a, the Triskelion mark on it. And he asks for it and starts attacking Liam and Higari in order to gain that um thing <laughs> but uh yeah he gets that back and then he releases the no Gitsune because he wants revenge that is his main goal he wants revenge on you know the people of beacon hills and by the people i mean the characters i had listed out at first you know scott allison all the weird people like that entire group he wants revenge on them and so he releases this no gets in it, which is, you know, spirit of chaos in order to get that um, revenge. And continuing on in the movie, like we find out that this character is actually setting fires all across Beacon Hills and it's causing um, a major headache for Sheriff Stalinsky and Parrish. And oh my gosh, I didn't mention him, but Mason is also back and he's a police officer, which is so cute. Mason was such a cute character. I loved him. But yeah, side note, <laughs> Mason is back too. Amazing. Um, he was great in the movie. He was great in the show. I love him. Moving back into the whole this evil character, um, we find out that he's the one that's lighting all these fires and causing this huge headache. And then, but we still don't know his identity. And then we find out who he is. It is Harris, one of their high school teachers, which um, if you've seen the show, you know Harris was one of the sacrifices that was used um, for the alphas and understandable for him to want revenge at that point because, you know, he was used up as a human sacrifice. Who would not want revenge for that? I don't understand how he's alive, though. I don't think the movie really explained that very well, which is not good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think like they, I think the movie could have played out just the tiniest bit better if they had explained 
more um, about what was going on and like let us know how he managed to come back or be alive right now because he was used as a human sacrifice you know his throat was slit like he was he was dead so how is he back now but i was honestly really shocked when he pulled down the hoodie and revealed who he was i was like wait what but and i think that like made it better because although they didn't fully explain how he came back they were it was still so good because it's like it makes sense for him to want revenge he was used as a human sacrifice but um it was just i loved it i i that's all i have to say really it was a great movie and um you know in the end of course scott beats the no getsune because he is the alpha and love beats chaos and scott has love for everybody he loves his family he loves allison he loves allison's family he loves liam he loves eli he loves Derek. he loves everybody and you know i'm like avoiding the one thing I'm, I'm avoiding one huge thing in the movie because it pains me i was actually recording my reactions while watching the movie and i remember in this part when they're fighting the nogitsune in order to just finally finally get rid of it for good and in order to do that you need to kind of bind or hold down the nogitsune and light it on fire and perish as a hellhound is that fire but they still needed something strong to be able to hold it down and that something strong was Derek it was very I I hated it I mean it was good and it makes sense and like the movie was fantastic regardless but I hated that part it was just heartbreaking because this entire movie Derek is trying his best for Eli and he's trying to be there and he's trying to help Eli and it's so clear how much he cares for his son and then in the end he has this one final act of love and caringness and just being there for his son he's the one that holds on to the nogitsune and he turns to Scott and tells him that he is Eli's alpha now. He needs to take care of him. And he tells Eli that he loves him. Um, I think. <laughs> I actually don't remember if he actually said those words. But I'd assume so. I watched this movie like when it first came out a week ago. So it's been a minute. But um, yeah, so he he tells Eli that he's proud of him he loves him and I could be making things up right now about what he says but you know even if he didn't say those words like you can just feel them you know like that's how he feels about his son and so he holds on to the Nogitsune and Parrish lights them up and so they get rid of the Nogitsune but Derek had to die in order for that to happen and it was very it hurt my heart it hurt a very deep 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 
part of my soul. I've been, I've watched Teen Wolf since it first started airing in 2011 or 2012. So I've really, I've been with these characters for 10 years now, even though like there was that break between 2017 and 2023 where we didn't get like new content or anything. I still, during that time, I was rewatching the show and, you know, when you continuously watch a show like that, you have those connections to the characters. And that's how it was for me. And I loved Derek. He was one of my favorite characters. And yeah, it was just really, it was really sad to see, but it made sense. And I think it showcased Derek's real personality the best because he comes off as this grouchy guy who doesn't like anybody, antisocial, but he has the biggest heart out of anybody and it was great to see that coming to life even though it happened in that way <laughs> um overall though i will say the movie was great it ended perfectly scott and allison back together i love them um as it should be you know they're each other's first loves and i think that's perfect <laughs> um and you know it's a happy ever after in a way not for Eli of course because well you know <laughs> but they're one big family and I really appreciate that I love the found family tropes you know and yeah tune in to the Teen Wolf movie it is fantastic even if you haven't seen the show I think you will enjoy the movie regardless and you can create that bond it's a great movie it is just so fantastic i love teen wolf i'm never gonna stop loving teen wolf um yeah thanks for listening make sure to check out all the other entertainment rebooted episodes on major platforms that support podcasts and yeah tune into my future podcast as well let me know if there is anything in particular you'd like me to talk about entertainment wise there's a movie or show and i will do so all right thank you